All right, Jabal, say good evening. Good evening. So on a serious note, I ask you, Mechila, I hope, I hope you, you've seen over the years how seriously I try to take timeliness in our shiurim. They try to start on time, and chas uh, shall never to waste anyone's time. So I apologize. I was just at a chasana that, uh, that uh, just went late, and they had asked me to read the ksuva, and I felt bad asking them to reshuffle the kibudim. So I was a little bit, I was a little bit stuck. So I, I apologize. I ask your mechila, as I know that everyone's time is incredibly precious, and everyone's time is incredibly important, and so I chas never intentionally. Chas Shalom wasted, especially a Chodesh El, a week and a half before Rosh Hashanah. So I ask your Mechila and Emir Tzashem, the Kabbal to be better in the future. So, we'll say, so tonight we are, we are continuing in our Limud of the Piyazhatzna. And I will say, so, and again, I, w- I really would urge you, just, it's not a fundraiser, but I would urge you, it's Kedai to own the Sefer. Don't, don't live your life out of copies. Don't, don't, don't be a Xerox Jew. Right? <laughs> own it. Own it. When, when you, no, no, on, on a serious note, when, 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 you buy, when you buy a Safer, when you buy a Safer, you're saying that this is important to me. It's the same way. You buy a ticket to go to a sporting event, you could just watch it on TV. No, because buying a ticket, that, that, I'm vested. You buy a Safer, it's yours. It's vested. You put your name in it, it's on your sheet. And again, uh, they, they, they were, they're, they're paid for it. This is not like uh, we don't need to move merchandise. Uh, I'm, I'm saying this because, again, the only way a person grows in their learning is if they invest in their learning. I invest time in my learning. I invest resources in my learning. And the truth is, a sheet comes and goes. You have it one week. You don't have it the next week. It's safer. This is yours forever. It's yours. It goes to your children. It goes to your children's children. And the Merit Hashem generations down the line will open up the Zedas. B'nai Mach Shavatova. And the Siyah. The Zedah learn this safer. And the Merit Hashem, the Enoch will go ahead and continue in the same way. So with that, let us begin. And if that box has one safer left at the end of the shoot, <laughs> right? Uh, all right, good. All right. So, so we are continuing tonight. We are continuing tonight on DAF. What did I put over here? Page ten. Page ten. So we'll say page eleven actually. So we're, we're beginning. We're beginning again. The, uh, David, thank you. Thank you. A new commission. Get your beers here. Right. To get your beers. Yeah. So we'll say so. So we are continuing Emir Sashem this evening. On page 11, the Seder Emtsoi V'Yisot HaChevra. So I will say here we're going to begin to get in with the Piyazetzna a little bit more into what it is that we're trying to accomplish. If you remember again last week, we spoke about criteria for entry into the Chabura. What, what qualities does a person have to possess? And that we saw again in Ozdalid, we saw again five different criteria that a person has to possess in order to enter into the Chabura. Now the Piaget is going to begin to discuss a little bit more what is it that they're trying to accomplish? Well, when, we, when we're part of this Chabura B'nei Machshav what is it that we are trying to accomplish? So I will say, take a look at Os Aleph, page 11, Os Aleph. says the Piaget, no. HaPosuk Miyaser Sisova Omer, Vatishkach Kel Mechololeka. So the Pasik, when speaking about, this is part of the Tochecha, part of the curses and rebuke of Klal Yisrael, for when they do not follow in the ways of the Torah. So the Kadosh Baruch Hu says, Moshe Rabbeinu says, what was Klal Yisrael's mistake? Batishkach kel mechololeka. Ultimately, again, we forgot Hashem. We forgot Hashem. It's interesting that when Moshe Rabbeinu tries to frame what it is that Klal Yisrael did so terribly, at the end of the day, the, 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 the transgression was shichacha. We forgot HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Zeh eker hasiba shemerachekes as ha'adam min alokav. And I both said this shichacha, this forgetting of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is ultimately what distances man from the Ribbono Shal Olam. So he quotes over here, Melimelech of Lezhensk, 
normally Melech, the Rebbe says, the Piyazetzna over here is highlighting something amazing. The normally Melech had a tefillah that he used to say every single day before davening. And what would he ask for in this tefillah? He said, let our machshavosenu, our thoughts, be zaka, tzulula, berura, vechazaka. Literally translucent, clear, berura is also clear, and strong. So what the Rebbe was, what the Rebbe was davening for Abose was clarity of thought. Let me have clarity of thought in life. Moshe Rabbeinu says, Klali Saul, why do you get yourself into trouble? Vatishkach kel mecholaleka. We forget. What's forgetfulness? Forgetfulness is the antithesis of clarity of thought. When I have clarity, I know I remember. When I forget, when I forget, I lack that clarity. And the Rebbe goes on and he says something amazing. The whole issue there, listen to what he's describing over here. And this is going to be a beautiful tie-in to Yamim Noram as well. Every person knows. If a person was really able to see with his own eyes, that he's literally standing before Hashem. If a person was actually able to see that, lo haya lo shum yitzhara. Person would have no yitzhara. Person would have no yitzhara. Adraba eskol nafsho vechol nishmaso hayamotzi bidiburim kedoshim lefnei Hashem. Achis batal kulo v'iskala ayedeim boyis barach. So the Pishnetz says something amazing. If we're really able to see, if we had true clarity of thought as to what it means to stand before the Ribbono Shalom, to truly stand before Hashem. The Rebbe says, there will be no Yitzhahara. There will be no Yitzhahara. Because we'll say, what's the Yitzhahara? How, how does the Yitzhahara work? You know, it's interesting. What's the first line in Shulchan Aruch? Well, the truth is, the first line in Shulchan Aruch is, Kum Ka'ari, get up like a lion. The first line in the Ramah, the Ramah says, how does the Ramah open up his commentary in Shulchan Aruch? Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Summit. I place Hashem before me at all times. And the Balata, so why, why does the Shulchan Aruch begin with that? Right? Why, why is that the first line of right? Shulchan Aruch is a book of halacha. And the Balatanya, the Shner Zaman of Liadi, says something so beautiful. The Balatanya says, What's Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Summit? What does it mean I place Hashem before me at all times? What does that mean practically? It's God awareness. The Palatine says God awareness. That I recognize that I live my life lifnei Hashem. I live my life in a perpetual state of being before God. And so the Ramos says, before we get into all the things you should do, you shouldn't do, how you should do it, how you shouldn't do it, Lemaisa, where does it all start for a Yid? Where does it all start for a Jew? I live in the presence of the Ribbono Shalolam. And that recognition, that recognition, that I'm constantly, constantly, I was saying, in the presence of the Ribbono Shalom, that creates a clarity of thought. That's what the Rebbe is describing over here when he says, If I had real clarity of thought, I would know that I stand before Hashem. And when I stand before Hashem, when I stand before Hashem, Everything becomes clear. The Yitzhahara is gone. Rabbi said, does anyone have a Yitzhahara, a taiva to sin when they are lifnei Hashem, when they know that they're in the presence of God? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'll give you like Lahavdil, even though the PhD is here, not supposed to talk about politics. You know, it's amazing. I'm, I'm very, I'm very, 
enthralled by watching all of the mourning procedures for the Queen in England. And it's fascinating, fascinating to see, I spoke about this on Shabbos, fascinating to see because the truth is you can see what Malchus is, you can see what royalty is, how royalty acts, and it's an amazing thing. So you have people, like if you look, you have people when they shuffle before it, they're, they're, I forgot what the technical term is, but when they're walking by the, the coffin, the, I guess the procession, like, it's like you can see, it's like Yira. It's like Yira. It's like an awe, a reverence. And could anyone imagine, could anyone imagine getting on the, by the way, the one thing you'll never find in front of the queen's casket is the same thing you'll find in every single Shul Shachras Min which is what? Cell phone ringing, right? No one's cell phone is going off in front of the queen. It's an incredible thing. Now, I guarantee you, I would bet money on this. Not one cell phone. Shachris, you can't get through brachas, right? Somebody's phone is going off. Min- <laughs> <laughs> All right? we, we, we staged that. We staged that. We did that. We arranged that beforehand. We arranged that beforehand. Why, why? Why? By the way, excellent, excellent. What's, what's the pshat? What's the pshat? Because when they're going in front of the queen, they recognize that you know what? I'm lifnei, this, in this case, lifnei amalka. I'm in front of the queen. And when you have an awareness that you're in front of the queen, that mandates a certain level of behavior. So the Piagetzna says something amazing. He says, can you imagine if we went through life with real God awareness. Now, I both say, you'll say, I have God awareness. I know that Hashem exists. That's not the God awareness that he's talking about. That I know that Hashem exists, that's obvious. God awareness that he's describing over here is a recognition that I am before the Rebono Shal Olam at all times. If I lived my life with that awareness, that machshavat salula, that clarity of thought, how different my life would be. The Piyajnat still goes on. He says, if I recognize that I was before Hashem, there would be no Yitzhahara. Adraba, as called Nafshov Nishmaso Hayamotsi Bidiburim Kidoshin Lifne Hashem, Adshe is Batal Kulov is Kalo Ayadeim Boyis Barach. They both say, not only would I not have, not only would my Yitzhahara not be able to exert an influence on me, but what else? I would be so overwhelmed by Tov, so overwhelmed by good that the Yitzhahara simply would not have the oxygen, it wouldn't have the air to be able to survive. Velozu, says, you might think to yourself, I have no idea what the Rebbe is saying. I can't relate. I can't relate to this dynamic of being Lifnashem, of literally being in the presence of God, where I feel no Yitzhah. The Piyajan says, yes, we can relate to it. How could we relate to it? Look what he writes. Va'im, ein kol echad mi Yisrael margish l'mashal b'yom ha-kipurim u'befrat be'is kol nidre u'ni'ila b'atar kol taiva, b'atar kol taiva v'hira v'ratzon lotov. Rebosi, let me ask you a question. Don't answer it. You'll just think about it. Hey, we all all have different taivas, right? We all have different desires that, that many times we think about throughout the course of the day. I will say, is anybody thinking about their taivas during the ilah? Kol Nidre maybe a little bit, right? Because you just ate, you're full, you're just coming up, whatever. Right? By, by the ilah, does anyone, does anyone think about the taivas that plague them throughout? the? Okay, maybe you're thinking about eating. Okay, that's understandable. But I'm talking about the taivas. I'm talking about the lust, the desires that so often derail us in life. Is anyone thinking about that during the ilah? So you'll say to yourself, oh, of course not, because I'm exhausted, right? I'm, I'm too tired. So the PhD says, that's not it. It's that by the time I go through a Yom Kippur, I have an acute awareness that what? That what? That I am Lifnei Hashem. 
that I am before the Ribono Shal Olam. And when I know that I am before the Ribono Shal Olam, by definition, what that leads to is a bitul Yetzir Hara. When I recognize that I am before God, well, it's not the Pshat that the Yetzir Hara necessarily disappears, but it's reined in. It's reined in. When I know that I am with Nei Hashem, it's reined in. He goes on, he says, so say, why is it that I have no tivus during the Yilah? Besides eating, right? Why is that no tivus? Because I have clarity of thought. And what's my clarity of thought? What's my clarity of thought? I am Lifnei Hashem. Clarity of thought, Rabbi saying. And I would tell you, by the way, I, I, I think, to me, I, I always look forward to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur for one simple reason. When else do you have hours of time to contemplate nothing else except your relationship with the Ribbon Shalom. Right? It would be nice to think about that we do it by Shachris. We don't do it by Shachris really during the week, right? Because we just got to go. Minchamariv, you know, I, usually most of life I have to be somewhere else. I, have to have, I was thinking, I was supposed to say, Rabbi Yaakov and I were just at the same, at the same Chasana. I was thinking about this. You know, they had a Barry Weber was singing at the Chasana. Mamish beautiful. Yaakov, what was the song he sang? That was my, one of my favorite songs. He taught it to me by Lagba Omer. Ribon. Ribon Kolom. The most magnificent song. And I'm listening to it. And I was like, okay, I just, I can't get into it. Why can't I get into it? Because I'm thinking to myself, I told this year I'm going to be there at 810. Right? <laughs> Unless like the Ribon Shalom picked me up from the wedding and literally put me down. There's no one's getting there by 810. So I'm thinking, should I, should I send another message? Not send another message. I'll call Steve. Maybe there's food left. Maybe we could order some more. And so maybe Steve could go back home, fry up another something, whatever. <laughs> you, you know? Do it at the, uh, the barbecue. At the barbecue. Okay, maybe, maybe. So I'll say, so, but you know, it struck me and I realized like, I was so upset at myself because here, one of my favorite songs in the entire world that moves my neshama in such a dramatic way, I can't enjoy it. I can't enjoy it. Why can't I enjoy it? Because I need to be somewhere else. I just, I need, I, again, I, made it, I have to be somewhere else. And so what ends up happening? There's a beautiful experience right there in front of me. Can't take, and I felt like so much of life is like that. I'm never present. I'm never present. I'm always going somewhere else. So when I'm at Shachris, when I'm at Shachris, oh, got to get to work, right? That's the FT board. You mean all that? That guy with the yard site gets up there and suddenly like he's Moshe Rabbeinu saying every single word of Pesuket de Zimra, right? Like, listen, buddy, you know, move it along. Move it along, right? You've got things to do over here. I got it. Neshama should have an aliyah. should be a melech yosher. I got to go. I got to go. Right, Mincha Mayrev, Mincha Mayrev. Last night, somebody came over to me, Mincha Mayrev, or two nights ago, said, you know, by COVID, we used to do a Dvar Halacha between Mincha Mayrev. And COVID, we stopped it. And, you know, we just stopped it. So someone said, you know, maybe we should go ahead and just do a capital to heal him. Just between Mincha Mayrev. It's, it's 30 seconds. There are two people standing behind this guy. They're both like... <laughs> <laughs> unofficial straw poll, unofficial straw poll. No? I think to myself... We're always running somewhere. So by Mincha uh, dinner, dinner, shachris, work, sheer, heh, the, the wedding, sheer, sheer, wedding. Wait. So we never have clarity of thought. We never have clarity of thought because we're always on to the next thing. We're always on to the next thing. Again, this is a bigger, a bigger topic in terms of mindfulness and just being aware of the karma. But the Piazetsna says, it's incredible, do you want to know why we get ourselves into trouble in life? It's very simple. We don't have clarity of thought. We just don't have clarity of thought. 
Because if you have clarity of thought, clarity of thought means you recognize that you live lifnei Hashem. And if I live lifnei Hashem before God, then by definition, everything in my life looks different. So kind of coming full circle, one of the beautiful parts of us, it's important to remember, one of the beautiful parts of Yamim no Rhyme. I people say davening is long. Yeah, davening is long. And guess what? Where, where, where do you have to be? Where do you have to be? And when else do you have just a couple of hours just to sit and think about your life. You don't have to say every single word of the master if you don't want to. You don't have to sing every single niggin if you don't want to. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. But utilize the time. Sit and think. Ribbon Shalom, nice to see you. I'm always running. You're always, God's never running, but I'm always running. I'm always running. Let's spend a couple of hours together to get that. So, so on Yom Kippur, on Yom Kippur, why is it, why is it that on Yom Kippur I feel differently than the rest of the year? Why, why is it so you could tie up, maybe because I'm fasting, that obviously changes everything. Maybe because I know everything that's being decided and sealed on this day. The PHS would say it's much simpler. It's because I'm present. And when I'm present, I have clarity of mind. And I recognize that I am Lifnei Hashem. I am before the Ribbono Sha'olam. And I will say all I need is that clarity of mind. And once that clarity of mind occurs, everything else falls into place. The Piagetzna goes on. He says, Kol Iker, listen to this, listen to this line. Kol Iker nif chisaron shel, Kol Iker chisaron shel nafila asa adam, hu vatishkach kel mechol aleka. I will say, ultimately again, man's entire downfall, man's entire downfall is encapsulated in that one phrase that he forgets Hashem. And I will say, forgetting Hashem means a lack of life clarity, a lack of clarity of thought. I don't have clarity of thought. And here's the problem. Sometimes even when I try to achieve that clarity of thought, even if I get it, what's the problem? Even if I get it, what's the problem? I can't hold on to it. Right? Even if I reach it, I can't retain it. I can't retain it. The Chayvan Shekain. So the Rabbosai, here it is. Here it is. And this is the line to be underlined. The Chayvan Shekain. So the Piyajetzna says, the entire essence of the challenge of the human condition is a lack of clarity of thought. It's not that we don't learn enough Torah. It's not that we don't daven with enough Kavanah. It's not that we don't do give enough Tzedakah. Maybe those things are true also for, for individuals. But Lamaisa, the challenge we have in life, is that I lack clarity of thought. And therefore, says the Piyajatzna, therefore, V'chivon Shekein, Kala Vodoseinu Tzricha Lios Eich Lechazek Esmach Shevoseinu, L'archiva, L'chazka, O L'shachlala, O L'kasha L'shem Yisrach. We'll say, this is the line. This is the line. Says the Piyajatzna, do you know what we are going to accomplish? Here's what we're going to accomplish. Clarity of thought. How do we strengthen our thoughts? How do we expand our thoughts? How do we bolster our thoughts? How do we go ahead and add different dimensions to our thoughts and ultimately attach ourselves to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? The entire avoda of being part of this Chabura Rabosai is to achieve a level of clarity of thought. And clarity of thought means that I'm going to live my life with constant God awareness. That I am before Hashem, going back to the beginning of the Sefer, that I'm a son, not an Eved. I know Hashem not from a distance, but from close proximity. Says the Piyajetzna. So I say, look at the bookends. Moshe Rabbeinu says, why, is there, why does Klal Yisrael experience downfalls? We forget. 
Forgetfulness is the down is the downfall of Hashem. Says the forgetfulness of what? Forgetfulness means the loss of clarity, the loss of of mindful mindfulness, the loss of clarity. When I don't have clarity of the mind, I lose my God awareness. And when I lose my God awareness that I live in the presence of Hashem, that's where the downward spiral begins. So, O space, O space, let's go by there. I'm sorry, actually, last two lines of Aleph. Rakam Tomitia, Tia, I'm sorry, Shalom Rak Bismarck, Elo Brashana Bishastia, as well say, it's very, very shy. Right? So, Pijasta says, of course, everyone has clarity of thought during Tikia Shofar. Everyone does. Who cannot be moved by Tikia Shofar? <clears throat> but it's not enough to have clarity of thought two days a year. Right? That's not enough. So, low Rak in Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Mikhadome, and as I will say, Episodic clarity of thought is not enough. What we're aiming for is consistent clarity of thought. Consistent clarity of thought. Consistent mindfulness. Consistent God awareness. That's our goal. Raktomid, Tiebara, Chazaka, Ukshura, Bikidusha. I both say absolutely beautiful. Oh, space. Let's go weiter. Oh, space. Says the Rebbe. Vihine. This is an incredible, incredible piece. Vihine. Lefiha MS. Well, so we'll just, we'll do this piece. I know, I'm sorry. I know we started late, but I don't want to keep you too late. So what the Rebbe says. Vihine. Lefiha MS. Avodas hamachshavat sri. So we'll say, so now, again, we know our goal. Isn't it good, by the way? Sometimes, you know, you learn, you learn things. And you're not sure exactly what you're supposed to do with what it is that you learn. The beauty of the Sefer Abosa is, remember, again, this is written as a guide to create groups, which in Meretz, I say over time, we're learning as a larger Chabura. Uh, by the time we get to the end of the Sefer, we're going to split off into smaller Chaburas and then do the Avod of the Piazetzna. So the Piazet says, by the way, now Abosa, I know what I'm working towards. Such a good thing. Sometimes in life, even if you don't know how you're going to actualize your goals or when you're going to actualize your goals, it's great to know what? It's great to know what? What the goal is. What the goal is. And I will say, I know that sounds strange, but do you know how many of us go through our lives without a clearly identified or articulated goal? Right? I know what I have to do today. Right? I know what I have to do this week. That's great. Good. I, I have my to-do list. What am I doing with my life? Right? I will say, imagine you're walking out of the shear, walking out of the shear, right? Satiated physically and spiritually. Right? And you walk out, then somebody stops you. Excuse me. Excuse me. What's your plan for your life? What do you want to accomplish? What's your answer? You're, right, you're going to be like, I think you look, are you looking for silver? You're looking for silver? Right? You're looking for silver? Maybe you go, hey, let's say, don't look for me because the truth is I have a difficult time answering that as well. In other words, I would say, so the PhD says like, we got to get clarity. So ultimately, again, now I, I know what I have to do. I know what my goal is. I need clarity of thought. That's what I need. Clarity of thought engenders God awareness. And God awareness ultimately propels me in a totally different direction. Base. Here we go. So very interesting. So the PhD says, how do you do this? How do you achieve clarity of thought? So the PhD says, really? What it starts, what it first starts with is what he calls milamata lamala. This is a bottom-up process. Bottom-up process. What does that mean? The, the first step, the first step in clarity of thought is physical purity. Is ultimately, again, what's the right word? Refining my physical life. 
refining my physical behaviors. Because ultimately, again, the mind, the neshama resides in the body. If the body is not in an elevated state, the mind and the neshama cannot necessarily reach a state of clarity. So therefore, says the Piagetzna, when we speak about achieving clarity of thought, again, it's a bottom-up process. Start with purity, right? Purify the guf, purify the body, and then you can purify the mind and the spirit. Aval, listen to this. Bedoros harishonim shekevon so we'll say, so again, this is what earlier generations did. So earlier, whatever earlier generations mean. Right? But earlier generations, so again, where everybody's working towards the same goal, clarity of thought, to create God awareness. Where does that start? We'll say, where does that start? with a pure body. Which, by the way, I just want to point out, this is not new. This already the Torah says. Remember again, Kiddoshin to you, part of the Torah says Kiddoshin to you. How do Rashi, Ramban, how do they define Kiddoshin to you? As, what, why does Kiddushin, how do you define to be holy? Ultimately, physical restraint. Physical restraint. Ramban says, It means, restraining yourself even in the realm of that which is permitted. So the Gemara gives an example. Can you eat meat and wine for breakfast, breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Are you allowed to do it? You're allowed to? Absolutely. Absolutely. Should you do it? Absolutely not. Why? Because it creates a gluttonous lifestyle. So Kedusha means, Kedusha means refining my physicality. And how do you refine your physicality? Obviously, I'm not allowed to do the things that are usher. But even more than that, there are things that are mutter. There are things that are permitted. There are things that are permitted. But ultimately, again, I shouldn't do it. Well, so I'll just tell you just as an aside. One of the things that's always bothered me, I, I, am in a, I, I have a profound appreciation of, of, of technology and modern advances. Two things that, that just bother me to no end. Fake shrimp and power of cheese. And power of cheese. And power of cheese. Right? So I want to tell you something. I push it. I think it's wrong. I think it's. I'm not. I'm, I'm not commenting on the. I have no. I have no basis of comparison. But I'm saying like. I. 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 I I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking about the quality of it. I'm talking about why does a yid need to do that? Right. Fake base. What, 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 what? I'm sorry. Something like this. It's good to have. It's good to have. I mean, I'm Balchuba. I used to have it. So when I have it, I, I enjoy it. Oh, you're saying. Oh, you're saying. As a Balchuba. As a could have a piece of kichel and herring. It's even better. It's even better. It's even better. I will tell you like this. Okay, I, I, I hear that. I will say, but, but I just want to tell you something. Like, like there, I, I think that there's a hashkafic problem with it. I think that there's a, there's, there's a hashkafic problem with it. The hashkafic problem is, what, what does it represent? It represents an attempt to take something that is unequivocally usher and to make it mutter. And you have to ask yourself, Why? Why? And you have to ask yourself a very simple question. Does that, Jonas and I have this conversation all the time, right? right? Why? Why? And, and does, does that actually make you more colorful? When you're taking the, the, the fake shrimp and you're dipping it in whatever people dip it into, right? Do you feel the Ribono Shal Olam coursing through your veins? Right? Or essentially, am I saying, you know what? The Gayim have it. It tastes really good, right? So I want to have it also. I will say, but that's Dafka what Kiddusha is. Kiddusha is saying, Kiddusha is saying, I know I could have it, but I'm not going to have it. 
because placing limitations and placing restraints on myself. Let's say, by the way, it, it, this is the same thing in, in so many different ways where there's excess in certain areas, whether it's crazy Pesach programs that just, that just go over the top, that, that just go over the top. And if that money would be focused on Jewish education and that money would be focused ultimately on Jewish poverty, we could really move the needle for many things in Klaal Yisrael. And the excess, there's excess. Gashmius is beautiful. Gashmius is wonderful. There's, there's a line between ultimately enjoying Gashmius and just totally losing yourself in the material world. And that's where Kedusha is. Kedusha isn't the line between Mutter and Aser. Kedusha is saying even if something's Mutter, it's not good. I don't, I don't, I, I shouldn't have it. I, and it's not that I'm doing an Isser. I just shouldn't have it. It's not the right thing. So the Piagetzna says something absolutely amazing. The Piagetzna says, really, the pathway, the pathway to clarity of thought doesn't begin with the mind or the soul. It begins with the body. Castillo as well says, it's incredible Yisod. The body is the kli, is the utensil that holds the neshama, that holds the moach, that holds the, the, the soul, that's right, the soul and the mind. And ultimately, again, if the Kli is not Tahar, then ultimately the Neshama and the mind can't be Tahorim either. Think about it, Rabbi How can you establish clarity of thought when the Guf itself is in a state of disrepair? If the receptacle, if the Kli which houses the Neshama and the Moach ultimately is in a state of disrepair, the Neshama and the Moach are going to be in a state of disrepair. Therefore, says the Piagetzna, in reality, the pathway to clarity of thought is fascinating. It begins with the guf. It begins with kedoshim tiyu. It begins with creating a holy physical lifestyle, a holy physical self. And then, after I do that, then I could go on to the clarity of thought. But look what he writes. He says, Lokein ata. Piyajatza says, essentially loosely translated, that's not how we rolled, right? Ultimately, again, contemporarily, we've had to lose translation, right? That, that's, 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 we have to pivot a little bit, contemporary. Look what he writes. Bidor shal ikvasa de Mashiach. say, it's so touching to read these words. Piyajetzna says, we have, to, we have to use a little bit of a different model in our generation, which is the generation of Mashiach. say, Piyajetzna, writing this in the 1920s, late 1920s, calling his generation the generation of Mashiach. Chazabot say, this is the power of the Yid. The Yid always believes that he is in the generation of Mashiach. Piyajas Nashemi Komdomo, murdered by the Nazis in Machshon Vezichram, believed, I guarantee you, to his last breath that he was living in the generation of Mashiach. So he says, in our generation, the generation of Mashiach, Dor Namoch, Dor we are a generation that doesn't have the same level of spiritual standing as previous generations. So the Piyajet essentially says like this. He says, The Piyajet says we're living in a different world. Say, again, I just want to point out this is in Warsaw in the 1920s. Right? You think to yourself, what was there to do? That's what our Piyajetna. What was there to do in Piagetzna in the 1920s? Like what? Like, like the, like the Makolet? Like the grocery store? What? There was no football, right? There was absolutely no football, right? There was no football. First of all, it's Europe, and maybe they had soccer. Hey, but but, but Lemaisa, I guarantee you they weren't watching it. Say, so so Lemaisa, Lemaisa, you think about this for just a moment, that the Piagetzna is saying we have, it's very difficult. There's too many pushes and pulls for us. So if we're going to wait to purify the body, you know what's going to end up happening? What's going to, if we wait to purify what's going to end up happening? What's going to end up happening? 
nothing. We're not going to purify the physicality, and we're not going to end up pure, achieving purity of thought either. We'll end up again with nothing. Therefore, says the Piyajetzin. Therefore, says the Piyajetzin, I will say a pivot, a generational pivot. Says the Piyajetzin. See, I will say, so just to follow the train of thought here. In, in, in Os Aleph, the most beautiful of the Piyajetzin told me what my life mission is. I got it, finally. I've been waiting years, decades to figure out my, what my life mission is. Now I got it. Piyajetzin, my Rebbe gave it to me. What's my mission? My mission is to achieve clarity of thought. Clarity of thought ultimately allows myself to recognize that I live with constant God awareness and constant God awareness shapes the way I live every aspect of my life. How do you achieve clarity of thought? In the previous generations, purify the body and then purify thought. In our generation, says the Piyajatsna, not going to work. Because if you wait for people to purify their bodies, there's too many pushes and pulls, they'll never end up doing it. The body won't be purified and they won't reach purity of thought or clarity of thought either. Therefore, says the Piyajatsna, we have to pivot. And we're going to start directly with creating clarity of thought. We're bypassing, we're bypassing an uplifting of the physicality. Of us. And not that it's unimportant, but we can't wait to work on clarity of thought until I have purity of the physical. I can't wait. I can't wait. So we're going to bypass that for now, and we're going to jump right to clarity of thought. And therefore, says the Piyajas is something amazing. Listen to this. Lachim says, Latach lezu machshava. Tova. And I will say, why is the Sefer called B'nai Machshava Tova? Why is this the name? Because the whole essence of the Chabura, I will say, what is the goal? If you're part of this Chabura, what is your goal? Your goal is to become a Ben Machshava Tova. And what does it mean to be a son with good thoughts? I mean, Machshava Tova means I want to be a child of HaKadosh Baruch Hu who has clarity of mind. <coughs> says the Piyajat, so that's why I chose the name for this Chabura as B'nai Machshava Tova. Because that's the goal. Kishma Kenhi Lechazek Ulegalos Machshava Tova Bana. The goal is ultimately to reveal, to reveal and to cultivate a sense of clarity of thought. Machshava Tova. L'shachlala O'l'archiva Shalotei Daka Minadaka Ha'ara Overes L'nitzus Shem Iskaba B'mehira Rak Zaka V'chazaka Ad She'es Es Kolguf Tachniva Cholchushav Dibatal Tachta And as you said before, we speak about clarity of thought. We don't mean episodic clarity of thought. We mean Continuous clarity of thought, right? A clarity of thought that exists in a continue ongoing. And I will say the goal is that that clarity of thought should become the strongest force within me. That clarity of thought drives everything else. Now, listen to this. But you'll say to yourself, but you're contradicting yourself. You just said before that what? Clarity of thought could only occur when? Could only occur when? After what? After physical, after physical purity. And now we're saying, oh, but we're going to switch it up. We're going to start with, with clarity of thought and bypass. So how does it work? I'll tell you how it works. I will say, you ever have a moment of incredible inspiration on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur? Anyone here ever have that? Of course. I will say, when I have those moments of inspiration, clarity of thought, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, am I in a state of physical purity? Usually not. I, I don't mean physical purity like, like Tumah. I mean like, have I worked on refining my physical behaviors? Sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes the answer is yes. But more often the answer is no. But yet what you see is, Piagesta points out, 
The fact that a Yid could be inspired and have clarity of thought on Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur, even if he has not achieved physical purity, indicates to us that clarity of thought is possible even without physical refinement. And therefore, says the Piyajatzna, once I know it's possible, and once I know that in our generation there's too many pushes and pulls to start with physical purity, if that's where we start, we're going to get stuck on that the rest of our lives and never really accomplish it. We're going to, we're going to leave that, it's important, but we're going to make that second, and we're going to make the process of achieving clarity of thought first. The Rebbe goes on, he says, because just because I can't purify my physicality, why should I leave my spirit to rot in a decaying body? It's a very strong lush. What the Piagetzna is saying is, I will say, since what the Piagetzna is saying is, sometimes the perfect, as Voltaire said, the perfect is the enemy of the good, right? So sometimes, again, if you can't have the model you desire, right? If you can't have the model you desire, then Lemaisa, again, you have to choose the next best thing. And I will say, you can't get hung up on perfection. Because people who get hung up on perfection, so, well, see, I have this conversation with people that, I've had, I've had many of these conversations with people where I've, they don't want to start things unless they know they can finish it, right? So I will say, by the way, you ever meet like a very accomplished person who says that? Right? No. You know why? Because people who say they never want to start things like they can finish it do absolutely nothing. Because there's no guarantee that you can finish anything in life. So when people say, oh, I, I only want to do something if I know I could see it through, that means you're scared. That means you're scared and you're allowing your fear to paralyze you. So you'll just do absolutely nothing. So the Piagetzna says, I got it. What's the perfect model? The perfect model of both sides for this is what? Is what? Purify your body, purify the physicality, purify the Kli, and then move on to clarity of thought. Great. But what if I live in a time where purifying my physicality is just too overwhelming? Like, like Piaget say, his times. Allah has come of a comma, our times. So I have a choice. I could get hung up on the perfect model and do nothing, or I both say the most important word in the English language, which is pivot. Pivot. <laughs> Life is is all about pivoting, right? Because again, if you get stuck on living life in accordance with the plan you made, then what do you do when the plan doesn't come to fruition and the plan almost never comes to fruition? All you do, not all you do, but the most important thing you need to do is pivot. Is pivot, Piagetsa says, let's pivot. Instead of working on the goof first, why should we allow a compromised goof that I can't fix to prevent me from working on my machshava? Say for the Piaget, that says they're both saying, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna retune the or re, we retune the process a little bit. We're gonna work first on the machshava. So they're both saying, now I know what it is that I need to accomplish. That alochalamais again. What's my goal? Again, what this is going to include? What's my goal? My goal is clarity of thought. Moshe Rabbeinu tells us the downfall of Klal Yisrael is we forget Hashem. Forgetfulness means obscurity of thought. My goal is clarity of thought. Clarity of thought or engenders what? Shivisi Hashem Menegdi Summit. God awareness. And when I have God awareness and a constant, ongoing recognition that I live my life before Hashem, everything falls into place. Now that the Piaget has outlined that for us, I will say now, of course, the next step is, next step is, how do we do it? How do we do it? I will say, Amir Hashem, we'll continue in this incredible abode the next week. I will say just two quick announcements. Number one, apology again that I was late. Number two, incredible Yashikach Tzorab Tzvi. Not that I saw anything. There's no mamish, like, like nothing. Nothing that's, I think there's a pickle floating in there or something, right? So I say, incredible Yashikach Tzorab Tzvi for the beautiful spread. Yashikach Tzorab David, 
to Rab David. Ultimately, both Scotch and Bourbon, a double sponsorship, a double sponsorship, Scotch and Bourbon. And again, Steve put it out on the on the WhatsApp, and I'll read it again. Ultimately, let us remember, especially as Jews, to steer clear of arrogance, to remain humble, let us refine our senses into a focus of awareness. As we enter Yom Emnorama, we discover our personal tshuva and return to spiritual and moral growth. Amen. 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 The adventure, the journey continues next week. Shkoyach. Myrith. Myrith. Perfect is the enemy of the good.